For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What the hell is up, Pelicans fans? My name is Elliot Clough, and here we are once again on another episode of Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans. I hope you've been staying safe and busy as possible right now. It's easy to get lazy, easy to get caught up in absolutely doing nothing. So I hope you're staying busy. I hope you're staying safe, and I hope you're washing those hands. But here on Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans, we are getting you content. We talked a little bit with Gerald Bourget and Matt Moderno last week about a ton of Pelican stuff. Um, Matt Moderno being from the Believe Network as well, and then Gerald Bourget of Fansided. And we talked about Brandon Ingram. We talked about what the NBA is going to be doing with the coronavirus. We also addressed the NBA draft that will be coming up, whether or not the NBA is able to finish the season. So this week, what we're doing is a deep dive here and then on Thursday as well with a guest who will soon be named. So stay tuned. But we are going to be talking a little bit about Pelicans draft needs, but also who the Pelicans could target in this year's NBA draft. So before we talk about specific names, before we talk about different scenarios that could happen, I just want to share my thoughts and And you heard a little bit of it with my conversation with Gerald this last week, but I went ahead and took some time and really did some deep investigation as to what I think the Pelicans should do, what their needs are, and players available. So first and foremost, I think the Pelicans are in need of a defensive stopper. They are ranked 18th in defense, and it's at a point where Pelicans need help protecting the rim. They also need help guarding on the wing. Brandon Ingram's a capable defender, but he's not the greatest in the world. And there's just not a ton of minutes that Derek Favors is getting. And I'll get into that as well. But um, to add to that, you can never have too much shooting. And and now isn't necessarily the time to go for a Romeo Langford type where you're really shooting for the moon and it could really flop. You see the potential, but he's just not getting a ton of minutes on a team that has a lot of talent in his first year so the goal would probably be and i said it on friday as well the matisse thibel type that the philadelphia 76ers got in this last year's nba draft who's capable enough on offense to play in the nba but is also a very talented defender and can grow on the offensive side of the ball but obviously he's not going to be perfect matisse thibel has definitely struggled with turning the ball over this year and and the offensive struggles have have come as well 
Um, I, I think that'll be something that he can develop as his career goes on. But we're not talking about Matisse today. We're talking about the potential for the Pelicans. And like I said, another rim protector would certainly be helpful opposite of Zion. Derek Favors only averaging 24 minutes a night in 2020. That's only half the game. Uh, Jackson Hayes is athletic, but not necessarily known to be a defensive stopper. And New Orleans sure can't bet on Jaleel Okafor stepping up on the defensive side of the ball any time soon. To add to that list, Nicola Melli is really the only listed four on the roster, the only listed power forward, and it's just time to beef up at that position. Zion is a four. He is 6'6", six, six, but he's basically a four. Um, he's listed as a three and small forward, but Anywho, this is about Nicola Melli. Nicola Melli definitely is not is not a defender. And then Zion is is gonna be capable in in years to come on the defensive side of the ball as well. I think he's gonna be a great two way guy. He's just not there yet. He's got a lot to learn on the defensive side of the ball. And you know, I think what the Pelicans could really use is a shot creator. As well, to contradict myself a little bit on the Romeo Langford comment, what happens when this team can't move the ball around? And we saw Zion more or less get stopped against the Mavs. I can't remember who was guarding him, but they did a pretty damn good job. The Pelicans need a shot creator. And this is when, like I said, the ball doesn't move around. Zion can't get going. What happens is the Pelicans end up chucking shots and that is absolutely not ideal and there just isn't a ton of that on this pelicans team ton of shot creation other than zion so and you know what happens if he gets hurt god forbid the pelicans were moving the ball really really well and brandon ingram can create shots as well but i think the pelicans need somebody who who that is the main piece in their arsenal now, looking at this year's NBA draft class, we really have no idea who's going where for so many reasons. Obviously, James Wiseman is up towards the top. Lamelo Ball, uh, that the guard from uh, from Georgia, I think his name's Anthony Edwards. Forgive me for not getting that right if, if, if it's incorrect. But what we're seeing a lot of is youth. Um, we, we didn't get to see a lot from the older guys because there's no NCAA tournament this year. And where we're at in the season, we just didn't get to see a lot. Also, uh, where we're at in the NBA season, because we don't know where people are going to land for, uh, for for the draft this year, because we don't know if we're going to have an NBA season. We don't know how much uh, regular season we have left. And, and of course, you throw in the lottery in there, and we really have no idea. Check last year, where the Pelicans fell to the number one seed fell. They uh, shot up to the number one seed, despite not having near the likelihood that teams like the New York Knicks did. And to reference how much we really just have no idea, I went through, let's see here, two, four, six, eight, uh, ten NBA draft mocks that I found throughout the web, throughout, yeah, throughout the web. And uh, these are all fairly reputable websites from what I can tell. 247sports.com says Alexej Pok. Pokusevsky, I've never even heard of that guy. Power forward center from, I think it's Greece. Uh, NBA Draft.net said Vernon Carey 
of Duke NBA Draft Room said Sadiq Bey of Villanova Tankathon said Nico Mannion fan-sided said RJ Hampton my NBA draft net said Cole Anthony NBA NBC Sports said Killian Hayes Bleacher Report says Tyrese Maxey CBS Sports says Aaron Nesmith and then SB Nation says RJ Hampton again so really really all over the place I went through and, and applied my my feelings my my belief of what these what this Pelicans team needs and did some evaluation based on guys who would probably probably be landing around that 13th spot where the Pelicans are projected at the moment and and maybe moved up a little bit maybe moved back a little bit too um, just to see who would really be a possibility for the Pelicans come this year's NBA draft so first name that I came up to was Precious Achiwa of Memphis. I, I believe that's how you pronounce that last name. Forgive me if it's incorrect, but he's a power forward and was a freshman this last year. 6'9", 225, averaged 15.8 points per game, 10.8 rebounds, and shot 49.3% from the field. Some strengths for Precious is definitely, definitely athleticism. He's a very raw athlete, and that'll come up again in his weaknesses to be quite honest with you but he's very raw very uh very athletic he's long he has the potential to be a very good defender a very good protector of the rim with that athleticism and and has the capabilities to finish around the rim and speaking of finishing around the rim he can score around the rim as well his positioning is is very good for scoring he's positioned well for guards to get him the ball down low and to score easy buckets he's also good in transition really really good at filling lanes and he's he's good at finishing around the rim in transition as well and, and that includes drawing fouls he gets to the rim and he, he takes fouls and uh, he'll he'll get to the free throw line whether or not he makes them is another thing but um, and again potential is there absolutely with that raw raw athleticism I think he's got a lot to learn about the game of basketball and I think he's got a lot to hone in terms of of the game and and for weaknesses for precious um finding the open man at the three-point line that's something you got to learn in the nba that's something you got to be aware of you got to keep your eyes open no matter where you're at on the floor and especially down low when you're getting bodied and and getting um swarmed when you have the basketball down there that's going to happen in the nba you got to get rid of it and you got to find open guys especially on a top five three-point shooting team like the pelicans he's also very very he can be very erratic around the rim and while i said he can score around the rim he can also cause a lot of turnovers and i'll have that again here it's wild turnovers even when he's not around the rim he tries to get to the rim and turns the ball over very erratic very 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 raw takes unnecessary runs at the rim at times as well and then lacks a shooting touch he's not the greatest shooting uh power forward in the world that can be improved but um it, it's not smooth his jump shot is, is not smooth um and, and his free throw line shooting is very very questionable is not good and the statistic that i had is is early on in the regular season but he was shooting below 50 percent at one point in this year's NCAA Division One season. So that's Precious Achiwa. I think he has a lot of potential to grow. What he brings to this team is the possibility of being a very good role player defensively. He's an energy guy. He the word that I think of when I when I was evaluating him was tenacious. The guy gets after the ball. He gets after loose balls. 
And if he really decides to fill that role of being a defensive energy guy, he can really, really help out this Pelicans team on the defensive side of the ball. Another guy that I came up with for this year's NBA draft for the Pelicans is Jaden McDaniels, power forward from Washington, also a freshman. He's 6'9 and 200 pounds. He averaged 13 points per game this year, got 5.8 rebounds and shot 40.5% from the field. In terms of strengths for McDaniels, he's kind of the opposite of what a Chiwa is. Smooth, good ball handler, has potential from the three-point line. It was really, <laughs> I evaluated these guys back to back because I was looking at pretty much draft position um, and the power forward position as well in terms of protecting the rim and stuff like that. But um, like I said, they're polar opposites. McDaniels does have the issue of turnovers. A lot of these guys do because they are young and this draft class is very, very young. But uh, McDaniels is... A much better ball handler than than a Chiwa. He has much more offensive potential, I would say, if if uh, a Chiwa stays as erratic as he is. The thing about McDaniel's, and before I get into those weaknesses, that he fills lanes really well in transition as well. He's he's kind of a a, a point forward, if you will. He can score. Um, but he does take too many shots. And again, those turnovers, the, and, and to fall into those taking too many shots, he takes contested shots that aren't necessary. He can get selfish at times and needs to put on weight. He's very, very skinny. Also, he's a long-term project. He's not really great at any one thing. I think if he is added to this team, he'll be a uh, offensive scoring option to add to what the Pelicans are already doing and to add to being the opposite of that Achiawa guy I really hope I'm pronouncing that last name right McDaniels is kind of the opposite of Zion too like I said skinny smooth he's not going to just bully you he's a good shooter if he's open he's going to knock down shots it's just about shot selection and, and the fact that he's a smooth athlete I think would benefit this Pelicans team as well so that's Jaden McDaniels Washington freshman now I pronounced this last this last guy's name wrong on my uh, on my podcast with Matt Moderno last week of believe in the Washington Wizards, but Denny Avdia, power forward from Israel, he is 19 years old, 6'10", 225, and I couldn't find any consistency for scoring, but I believe in the I think it's the Tel Aviv under 20 league, he was averaging about 20 points per game and think seven or eight rebounds but uh, if you can find some consistency please let me know comment on this podcast give me a shout out on twitter let me know what's happening but um, a lot of strengths for this guy I think this guy has a high ceiling um, and this is why I could see him going a little bit sooner um, if the pelicans are able to get into that top 10 they could possibly grab him but um, he does have a lot of potential there's been comps to Luka Doncic so uh, he very well could go high strictly because of those comps, but he's got off off the dribble shooting capabilities. So that that's what I'm talking about when I say shot creation. So if he's dribbling to the hoop, takes a step back, he's gonna hit it. He's better at catch and shoot too, and, and like he's good at off dribble shooting, but he's good at catching shooting as well. Um, so playing with a guy like Lonzo, that's definitely beneficial. And he's also good at finding the right spot to be in. He's got traditional shooting form and, and doesn't break even when the shot is being contested so 
it's a pretty shot when he does put it up. He's also great in transition. He can finish at the hoop or stop and pop from three. He's unselfish. He doesn't need to put up a ton of shots to be able to be effective in a game. He's willing to pass the ball around. He's also got potential in the post. I have saw a couple times where he used his weight to his leverage. Um, he's a good passer down there as well. I think he's got a pretty high ceiling, but he's also got a pretty low floor. If he does bust, it will be bad. But if he does play well in the NBA, he could be the next Chris Stapps, be the next Luka, a guy who comes from overseas and is very, very successful. For weaknesses for Denny, <clears throat> he's very right-hand dominant when driving the basketball. Uh, finishing through contact is not something that he's good at. Uh, he can be a little a little tentative at times when he's matched up with a guy who's being more physical, and he really does lack confidence in that left, left hand. I, I had mentioned that in that first point, but um, it's, it's very, very apparent, and that will get exposed in the NBA. And, and again, this youth is just what we're going to run into. He can be very turnover prone if he is the main ball handler, which could very well happen if, if Lonzo's on the bench. This guy could be, like I said, a point forward type. But <clears throat> probably won't happen very frequently. And I think he's good enough with the ball in his hands for a limited amount of time that matched up with Lonzo, that could be very, very beneficial for the Pelicans. And then on the defensive side of the ball, he's just really not that great of a defender. He's kind of slow, not super athletic, and he will be taken advantage of in the NBA in terms of uh, guys scoring on him. But, you know, he, he's, he's, not, <clears throat> he's not awful. Could be much worse. And another one that might surprise you, a couple that might surprise you here um, that I've thrown in, and, and this is a scenario, again, where the Pelicans are able to move up and, and not necessarily move up via trade, but are selected in the first 10 picks in the NBA draft lottery. So this one is Obi Toppin, power forward from Dayton. He was a sophomore this year, and he was the national player of the the year 6'9 at 220 average 20 points per game seven and a half rebounds and shot 63 percent from the field some strengths for obi great passer for a big when he's down low he's able to find open shooters and he's also a really good passer in transition he's gonna find the open guy he really does stand out here in in terms of passing some he does take some risky passes along with that that's just what you're going to run into like i said about the younger guys it's kind of different here because he was a red shirt sophomore he just sees the open guy and tries to make cross court passes which is definitely not going to work very often in the nba but he does do that and that does come with <coughs> the passing talent that he does have in terms of athleticism and his ability to cut to the rim and get lob passes which would be great with lonzo is he looks like a combo of Miles Bridges and Amari Stoudemire to an extent. Amari Stoudemire was very, very good with Steve Nash at pick and rolls, getting to the basket, uh, those lob passes. And then Miles Bridges in terms of athleticism, he's a really great dunker. He's also a great shooter for a power forward. Uh, and vert alert, let me tell you, in terms of those alley-oops at the rim and uh, getting up for boards and, and throwing the ball down as well. In terms of weaknesses for Toppin, I'm kind of getting nitpicky here, but shooting reluctance. He, he's a good shooter. He can shoot the three ball despite being a power forward. He can shoot the ball in mid-range as well. 
So he needs to be much more willing to shoot the ball. I was watching tape and there were just a couple times where he was wide, wide open and he chose to pass the ball rather than to shoot it. So um, it's gotta be about confidence when shooting the basketball in the NBA. And then he lacks fluidity. If you watch him, his shoulders are kind of rolled forward. He's got tight hips. It's not necessarily smooth as I'd like him to be, but you know, that that's not a huge deal, but it's there, it's there. And then another guy that kind of falls into that possibility of being drafted high is Cole Anthony. And this is a guy that I'm looking to in terms of shot creation specifically. Anthony, 6'3", 190. He was a freshman this last year at the University of North Carolina. Averaged 18.5 points per game, 5.7 rebounds, and 4 assists. In terms of strength, he's an aggressive scorer. He's a score-first point guard. And again... I keep going back to Lonzo because Lonzo is the guy offensively. That's where the ball uh, movement starts. No, uh, no pun intended, but I really think he'd be a good match with Lonzo, who is a pass-first point guard, but has gotten much better at shooting. Cole Anthony is a score-first point guard, more or less the only scorer at UNC this last year. This is a bad basketball team, and Maybe he did learn some bad habits in terms of, of weaknesses. He could be too aggressive at times, can be erratic, uh, but that's what you're, is going to come when you're basically the the only player who can score on a regular basis on your team, who who is clear and away the best player on your team. And with that, he could be a little too selfish at times, can take unnecessarily contested shots, and then turnovers too. Youth, he was really holding the ball a lot this last year, so he's going to have to get used to being more more of a ball, more of a passer. Let's just say that. More of a passer for Cole Anthony. But when he does have the ball in his hands, he can get to the rim off the dribble. He's a good enough three-point shooter. He's got good vision in transition, and he can be a smart passer. If he does end up honing that part of his game, if he does get drafted early even and doesn't go to the Pelicans, he can be a very good passer in this league, and we'll have to learn that. Um, but he is a score-first point guard, and I think that's where he comes into the fold in New Orleans. He can create his own shots, and that would be very beneficial for the Pelicans' offense. To revert back one more time to probably the middle of the first round, and a guy who can just flat-out score uh, for, for the Pelicans, who could step in and be another scorer, be another shooter, in New Orleans, it's Aaron Nesmith, small forward Vanderbilt. He was a sophomore this last year, 6'6", 213, averaged 23 points per game, 4.9 rebounds, shot 51.2% from the field this year. Nesmith, he has plenty of strength getting to the rim on a dribble drive. He's very strong, very, very good at getting to the rim um, when he sees a lane that's open there. Off-ball movement is another very big strength for Nesmith, cutting to the rim off those screens, coming off screens and shooting. He's ready to shoot. He's got uh, that form where it's smooth. I love watching his tape. This guy is a shooter through and through. I I really like him for his catch and shoot capabilities, coming off screens and and getting the ball up there. Athleticism and body control is another strength for Nesmith. I really like how he is, how he can finish around the rim. He's also great at finding open guys when he does have the ball down low. He's good at creating shots for others in terms of finding guys who are open. Um, Three-point shooting. He did shoot 52% from three this year. So it's it's just a very smooth jumper. He's a very talented jump shooter 
out of Vanderbilt, out of Vanderbilt is Nesmith. In terms of weaknesses, he does take some difficult three-point shots that aren't necessarily uh, a good shots. So the three-pointer probably could have been percentage could have been higher this year than it was. Durability is not a great thing for him. And, you know, we've seen this before where a guy, Kyrie didn't play a lot in college and he's had some injury issues as of late, but he also has won an NBA championship and is clearly one of the better players in the NBA. But Nesmith did only play 14 games this last year. Another issue for Nesmith is that he does not create his own shots very well. So I had this guy on my list initially before I put Cole Anthony on there. He's just a guy who needs help creating his own shot. He gets open. He finds the space in the defense to score. He's also, like I said, a great three-point shooter. He's going to be a great catch-and-shoot guy, but he won't be able to create his own shot himself. That's not in his arsenal. Pels fans, this is what I have so far. I'm going to be elaborating a little bit more in a fan-sided article, hopefully this week. I've got a couple other assignments with my regular day job as well. So we'll see how we get to that. But some other guys to keep out, keep your eye open for, um, for, for possible Pelicans picks in that article, RJ Hampton, Nico Mannion, I think would be really interesting. Uh, an interesting grab for the Pelicans in this year's NBA draft. And uh We'll talk about that maybe a little bit on Thursday's podcast with my special guest, who I'm going to tell you about in just a second. But before we do that, hey, make sure to go follow me on Twitter. You'll be getting a lot of Pelicans content there. It's at Elliot Clough. And again, if you have any questions, I want to hear from you at me or just hashtag what the Pell is up. And if you have an opinion that you want to share, if you disagree with me on anything, I want to hear from you. So just at me, I want to share your thoughts on this podcast. I want to be a podcast that engages with the fan. And of course, you can hashtag what the Pell is up as well. And while you're here, subscribe, leave a rate and review that really, really helps out the podcast. It'll help us get better guests and get you better quality content here as well. Go follow Believe on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. There is a Believe Sports where you'll be able to hear some from me there on Instagram. And you can check out a plethora of other Believe podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, I've got an article out. If you haven't seen it on my Twitter, I talked about the chances that Zion has to win Rookie of the Year. We talked about that last week with Gerald Borgay and Matt Moderno, and I just elaborated a little bit on it. So you can check that out on Fansided's Hoops Habit page. Just go to Hoops Habit. There's a West tab. You'll scroll down to New Orleans Pelicans. I believe I'm the most recent article there. And then, of course, watch out for that article coming later this week, maybe next week, on prospects that the Pelicans could grab in this year's NBA draft. And speaking of, our guest this Thursday is going to be Ethan. I believe I'm pronouncing this right. Pakoda? Pakoda? Um, he, he'll be recording with me coming up here soon. He does have his own NBA prospect podcast. This is called Prospect Podcast. He does write for Overtime Heroics, and he's also got his own radio show called The War Room. And we'll be able to tell you a little bit more about that. He'll be uh, on my Twitter later on Wednesday. You'll be able to see a little bit of a preview of who he is, what he's done in, in sports media and, and stuff like that. So you can see that on my Twitter and you can find his Twitter page via that tweet that will be out on Wednesday as well. Don't forget to shoot me those questions on Twitter. Pels fam, I wanna hear from you. Just hashtag what the Pell is up or you can find me, it's at Elliot Clough. Just at me, just wanna hear from you. 
anybody, everybody. Your question will also be on this podcast. Heck, I might even respond on Twitter. Just give me that follow and I will get back to you as soon as possible. So I am Elliot Clough and this was Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.